Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The Nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up? It's the Nightcap. Ralph Kruger is back. He's back in the coaching search. Did you hear his uh his entrance music over the weekend? I'm so happy that his name is back in the ring and um We'll talk a lot about the coaching search tonight here on the Nightcap. Jody Biasi here on WGR. Elliot Friedman, we'll get some insight from him. He was on with the Instigators earlier today. We'll play that back. And a little bit on the Bills, too. They made a couple moves today. Nothing too major, but a couple of stuff. Lee Smith, in particular. It's a bit of a questionable move, in my mind. But we'll get to that. It's not too too bad. Um, Kruger, back in our hair. And when we first started this coaching search... He was a name that I was thinking a lot about. He was a guy who was reported that uh, the Sabres had reported interest in a couple years ago when Jason Bottrell did his first coach search. And here we go. Two years later, he's now no longer with the soccer team that he was before, uh, Southampton. He was the chairman of that team for the last five years. He actually did a pretty good job, by the way. So I was trying to find some, some story or anything I could find on why he went from hockey to soccer and how he got that job. Because it, if you were a, uh, if you're in England and you're a Southampton fan, wouldn't that feel weird? Wouldn't that be weird? Like, hey, my Premier League club is hiring an ex-NHL head coach from one season that didn't even do good in that one season, and he's going to run my entire club? So that would have been weird and bold and risky. But they did it, and he did a really good job, actually. I know it's not hockey, and you shouldn't really qualify that too much into whether he's qualified to be the Sabres coach. But, hey, man, just look at what Southampton did the past couple years. That was a team that in the English Premier League had trouble even staying in the Premier League. They get relegated a bunch, and when they didn't, they usually be finishing 15th or, or worse. And, you know, this year they did finish around that same point, like 15th, 16th. But the last four years... With him at the helm, I mean, 6th, 8th, 7th, 6th. Like, for that soccer team, that's actually really good. So, to me, he did a good job there. He's clearly a smart dude. He's on the World Economic Forum. So, that should just give you at least a little insight into what kind of intelligence level we're working with here. And, you know, my biggest worry with him and whether the Sabres could even get him was it sounded like, from the story that Pierre Lebrun did on him last year, that Ralph Kruger wanted to be in an executive role if he were going to come back to the NHL. And he wanted some sort of president of hockey ops job or even general manager 
or something along those lines, similar to what Brendan Shanahan is for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. And I thought for sure he was in on that Oilers job. And I don't think I've seen anything that says that he was, but that would have made sense. The Oilers needed a new GM. Um, They went with Ken Holland, who jumps over from the Red Wings, kind of a makeshift uh, hire after he leaves Detroit when Steve Eiserman comes into play, like a bunch of puzzle pieces get bumped down so that Ken Holland ends up at Edmonton, and that job closes. So I, I wonder if Kruger, who had familiarity with Edmonton, had been there before, was thinking, hey, I'm going to go for that job. I'm going to try to be the, the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. And if he did, he lost out, and now he's no longer with Southampton, and he's look, he doesn't have a job. So he could absolutely throw his uh, name back into the coaching searches. Over on the lead with the Oilers, even if he wanted to go back there, or the Ducks, who have not yet hired a guy, even though Dallas Eakins is still a pretty strong candidate to end up there. Uh, Ottawa doesn't have a guy. If I'm Ralph Kruger and I want to get back into NHL coaching, I'm looking around. I'm not seeing a lot of hot candidates that are drawing a ton of interest. Sheldon Keefe probably won't leave Toronto. That would have been the guy. So he doesn't have a lot of competition. And that was always my biggest worry. Not that the Sabres want him. I think we knew the Sabres wanted him. Jason Bottrell tried to get him two years ago. He needs a coach again. Why wouldn't he do it this time around? That wouldn't have made any sense. Why he would have changed his, had a change of heart there. So we know the Sabres' interest is there. We know he's a smart guy. And he's almost like a perfect medium, right? Because everyone wanted Gronberg. I wanted Gronberg. The fans wanted Gronberg. And that would have been cool. That would have been unique. That would have been different. And that's, I think, what you want from your team. You want to see that there's a pulse there, that they're trying something, and not just doing the easy, lazy thing, which would have been hiring Jacques Martin. Thank goodness, by the way, that he is no longer in the in the mix, according to Elliot Friedman. But Kruger's almost like the perfect medium. You're getting different. You're not. It's not the same old, same old. It's a guy who has not only you know had jobs in other sports, but he has coached both in the NHL and on an international level. Switzerland, Team Europe at the World Cup of Hockey. Like He has a different sort of style because he has coached in Europe. And we had Jonathan Willis on earlier today with Chopin the Bulldog, and he talked a lot about how his style is a little bit different because it's been influenced by the fact that he has been coaching on international ice sur- uh, surfaces and that it's, it's, a different sort of, it's a different sort of style. And I, I don't know, like that, all of that... Sounds like something that I would really want to see the Sabres take a shot at. Because it's different. But at the same time, this is the reason he's the perfect medium to me. And Jason Bottrell, by a lot of reports, wants a guy with NHL experience. Well, this guy's kind of satisfying both requirements. He has coached in the NHL, not a ton, 48 games. But he has coached in the NHL. And he's been an assistant. He has lots of coaching experience. He's 59 years old. He's been around the block, but you're also getting the different. You're also getting the uniqueness to it. And that's something that I think kind of makes it seem like a perfect situation, at least from the Sabres' uh, standpoint. And it can kind of work towards Kruger's benefit, too. Like, maybe one of the enticing things to get him in this job, if he really wants to be an executive, if he really wants to be in a front office spot in the NHL, well, then i got to do something here. Because Jeremy White had this idea about the bridge coach. And Chad DiDominicus from, uh, from uh, SB Nation for the Sabres, he had this idea on Twitter. 
and it's a it's a perfect idea. I didn't even think of it, but it's it's perfect. You want Kruger. Kruger kind of wants a front office job. Well, why don't we do this, Ralph? How about you come in? You're gonna you're gonna be my head coach, but it's almost going to be like a bridge coach. Because Jason Bottrell is going into coach number two. Jason Bottrell's made a bunch of moves. And his rope's not super long. They would have to be probably really bad this year for him to be out of that job. But you could sell to Kruger, hey, you want a, you want a front office job at some point here? Come coach our team. Get us out of last place. Get us out of the basement. Get us into a playoff race. And a few years down the road, if... Bottrell is still here. We'll kick you upstairs. We'll create a role for you. You'll be an executive in the NHL. Or, if things don't go so well, and they're not all your fault, then Jason's going to be out of here, and we'll give you a shot to be the GM, or if you want to look for your own GM. Something along those lines. If I'm Ralph Kruger, I think that could be something that would get me to the Sabre job. Not even mentioning the talent on the team, and the fact that it would be a head coaching job in the NHL. So I, I wonder if all of that could play a role into him ending up here if he does. I think he's got to be the front runner at this point. We don't really have a lot of candidates. If Martin's out, if Todd Richards is out, if Chris Taylor has never been a serious candidate, like it seems like that's been the case, who's left? I got Kruger now, and I still got Dave Tippett, but it sounds like he's going to the Oilers. Or at least that's the the front the uh, the leading that's the leader in the clubhouse for Tippett is that he would go to Edmonton. But I, I'm kind of in a, I'm in a better place with the Sabers than I was last week with this coach search because I've got two names sitting in front of me now that I I like both of I like the Tippett idea and I like the Kruger idea and if those are the only two guys that are under serious consideration at this point, then I think I'm pretty happy with where we, we stand even though it's been over a month and it's taken a really long time to, at least by coaching search standards, it seems, to figure out who's going to be at the helm behind the bench for the Sabres going forward. Like I said, we'll get to Elliot Friedman in a little bit. We want your calls 803-0550. What do you think of Ralph Kruger as an idea and the overall of where this coach search has kind of ended up? That's the other thing. We are kind of cycling through names. It's like week by week, we have a different frontrunner, and then that frontrunner becomes a secondary candidate, and then the third week, he's out. It's like a cycle. Jacques Martin at one point was a leading candidate. Then it was, all right, now he kind of seems like the backup plan, and now he's out. Last week, Dave Tippett was the front runner, it seemed, for the job. It's his take or leave. Now we're in week number two, and he's kind of the secondary candidate. So I'm, I'm not mad at that. Um, McClellan, same thing. We had a report that he was going to be the Sabre coach. And then he kind of sat on the back burner, and we kind of forgot about that a little bit. We knew we kept him in the back of our minds, and eventually he took the King's job, and like boom, he's gone. And I wonder, I'm hoping that doesn't happen with Kruger too. I'm hoping we get to next week, and it's not like, all right, remember Ralph Kruger, and we got this new guy that might be the coach. It, it's I like I'd like them to make a decision at some point here. Not that it really matters. It's kind of a dry point of the off season, but I think because this really in my mind this is the candidate that I've really wanted all along. Like this was the first guy I wanted them to get. And I did end up with Gronberg and Sheldon Keefe kind of becoming a better idea. But I, I wanted this guy from the get-go, and I really hope that he ends up here. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you want to get a hold of us on the text line, too, you can do that at 550-550. We'll read through some of those. And on Twitter, at SneakyJoeWGR. 
Let's kick the segment off with Jonathan Nolden. Jonathan, you are on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, show. Um, I do. I do like the. I do like the idea of Ralph Kruger, but I've read online that um, his soccer slash football team, Southampton's, really big into analytics. I mean, you're more of a soccer football guy than I am. Sorry about Liverpool, but anyhow, um, I want to say, do you think is, is Southampton really uh, an analytics base? And do you think Ralph Kruger can somehow bring that to the Sayers transfer from football to hockey, or they just? Yeah, wait, wait, say that last part again. You broke out a little bit. Oh, I'm just saying. I pretty much want to say. Um, do you think? Um, do you think? Um, do you think Ralph Kruger? Could, if it is Southampton's analytic base, do you think that could work out for the Sayers? I see. He's like analytical. I I see. Um, I don't really know what to think of him. On the analytics side, yet I want him to be a guy that at least takes it into account, almost like Tippett. Tippett's not. Some math whiz, I think, from MIT or anything, but he's a guy that goes to analytical conferences, has his own grading system, and usually just uses it as information. He's not going to drive his entire decision based on the analytics, but he is going to use that as a tool at his disposal, and that's really all I think you want. That's a, you, that's the minimum I think you want out of a coach, and I think Kruger would have to be. I would have to guess he is along those lines because. He just comes off as such an intelligent guy. He's at the World Economic Forum. That's a lot of numbers. Economics. I can't imagine he just completely ignores them and says, I want him to get in the corners and cross-check him in front of the net. Like, I I don't see that being his MO. And the fact that he also has a bit of a background coaching in the international uh, side of the sport which there is not as much of that. Like It's more skill, and it's more skating and speed, and it's more wide openness. And part of that is the, the, side, the, the, uh, the metrics of the, the rink itself, but it is, it's, it is a different style of play. And you, I think taking some of those factors and putting them into the NHL is like th- this is a type of guy that would, that would do that because you don't focus as much on hustle and and heart and blocking shots like that's all well and good but that should be expected that shouldn't be something that your coach like you, you should have players that are coming in already doing that sort of stuff your coach should be doing other stuff like figuring out which defensemen are best at getting the puck out of their own end on a consistent basis and Kruger strikes me as a guy not knowing a whole lot about him but just on the surface he strikes me as a guy that would take that stuff like that into account um on the roster itself, today was kind of a bad day for the Sabres. As bad as you could get for it being May 13th and them not being in the playoffs and being done for, what's it been, a month and a half now that they've been done? Seems like longer than that, doesn't it? But the the defense is getting banged up, despite the fact they're not playing games. Uh, I mean, the, the Blue Liners are playing, but the Sabres aren't playing. Brandon Montour left uh, Canada's game today in the World Championships with an undisclosed injury. Nothing at this point makes it look like that's anything too serious. Elaine Vigneault, their head coach, says they'll reevaluate it tomorrow. So holding out hope that that's nothing serious because Lawrence Pilot has had shoulder surgery. The Sabres announced that today. That's going to be five to six months. Zach Bogosian is already going to be out around the same time there with hip surgery. And you are getting some injuries on your blue line. And if you wanted to go into this offseason thinking about trying to trade Rasmus Ristolainen or trying to get Marco Scandella off your books. That's harder to do now. It's harder to even get away with it because you've got a lot of injuries on your blue line. So uh, keeping an eye on that, 
Uh, I think Sabre fans should be keeping an eye on what's going on with the blue line because like that's where the most changeover I think you'd want to see happen. Not the most changeover, maybe the most significant changeover. Because none of those top six forwards other than Jeff Skinner are in question right now. Like Eichel is here, Reinhardt is here. Um obviously uh the middle stat is here. I'm definitely missing a name and I can't think well Skinner, if you want him here, he's here. So I think you kind of know what you're doing at the top end of your forward group. It's the bottom that you think needs the changeover. Whereas the blue line, like, other than Darlene, anyone's fair game. Anyone. And that includes Rasmus Ristolainen right at the top. We've had plenty of discussions about him. So uh, I'm, I'm a little worried with where the blue line stands because not that I wanted them to trade Ristolainen, but I wanted to see if they could get a trade done with a Bogosian or a Scandella in the offseason. I would have to think the odds of that are uh, slowly going further and further down with uh, with these couple of injuries, being as serious as they are. All right, 803 is the phone number if you want to get in on the conversation right now. We'll switch to the Bills in the second hour. Uh, coach search, though, right now. We got a new name, Ralph Kruger. Not really a new name, but we're kind of hitting refresh on Ralph Kruger because it's been about a month. I think since any of us really seriously thought that uh, he could be in the running to be the next Sabres head coach, and Elliot Friedman reports that he is right in the mix, and even if it if he is as in the mix as he believes, it could be done by even the end of this week. Um, Sabres Coach Watch on WGR is brought to you by Straight Up Wines and Liquors. Go straight up Elmwood to Washington, Kenmore for saving selection and service. We'll get a little more in-depth on what's going on with the coach search right now. Elliot Friedman was on with the instigators earlier today. We'll play that back when we return. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap. Talking a lot about the coach search here, Joe DiBiase, here on WGR. Follow me on Twitter at SneakyJoeWGR. Very interesting time. Ralph Kruger's name is back in the mix to be the Saberhead coach. Jacques Martin, out. All good. Both good in my mind. Um, Elliot Friedman was the one who's kind of come out with a lot of this information from Sportsnet. He was on with the Instigators earlier today. If you missed that, it's a lot of information in there on the Sabres coach search, which has kind of been few and far between. I mean, we went weeks with just like one Todd McClellan thing, and that was it. And now it's starting to, it seems like it's starting to creep out uh, what's going on, even though Jason Bottrell is overseas right now at the World Championships. 803-0550 if you want to get in on the conversation when we're done with this interview. Uh, but here he is, Elliot Friedman with the Instigators earlier today, right here on WGR. Let's talk about uh, coaching search. I mean, yep. you know, let's get right into it. I mean, if the Braves had a had a team, they'd want to know who the coach was, and the Sabres do have a team, and they want to know who their coach might be, and They're you were clever. talking about what? <laughs> You're just clever. I just like Ralph Kruger on yeah. the rise. Todd Richards out. Jacques Martin out. Dave Tippett more likely for Oilers. Yeah. What's, what's going on? Well, first of all, let me just say I'd love to see a basketball team in Buffalo because it would give another reason for Toronto and Buffalo fans to fight in the crowd at sporting events. I mean, we need more of those. Great game the uh, other night, Toronto Rock and uh, Bandits. Yeah, absolutely. The Toronto-Buffalo rivalry is great. So here's, here's the deal with Ralph Kruger. I have people telling me uh, I am underselling this, and it's much farther along than I am reporting, just to be honest with you. But I don't know that. Um, at the very least, it appears as if there's 
a decent chance this is going to happen. And I think if it is, we're going to know middle to later of this week. But I don't know that. Um, all I can tell you is I'm hearing that they've interviewed him. They like him. Um, he's got a legit shot at the job, like I wrote. There are more. I mentioned in, in my notes one possible connection. I don't know if it's true, because I. Uh, but a couple of people have suggested to me that uh, Jason Botterill's father, Dr. Cal Botterill and Kruger, might have a connection from both international hockey and the fact that they both have Winnipeg connections. The other thing that I was reminded of that I should have put in, but I didn't is that Steve Smith, who I believe the Sabres want to return next year on your bench, uh, he coached with Ralph Kruger in Edmonton. So he would know him too. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's, like I said, I think he's got a legit shot at the job. And there are people who have better connections than I do who think this process is a lot farther along. Can, but I don't know that. Elliot, can I ask you about the process? Because it's one of ignorance. I don't know. We're watching uh, on our show here on MSG, we showed some called B-roll for those that don't know, but it's of Kruger behind the bench at the World Cup. Yeah, Paul Maurice, I believe, was back at the bench with him there. Would, would that be... Uh, I, are you allowed to reach out to another coach or just have a conversation with a Paul Maurice and say, hey, what was it like to work with this guy back at the bench at the World Cup if, if you're yeah, a GM? You, you, you can call... Uh, you can call... Uh, like, you can call Kevin Shevelday off the GM and say, look, we just want to talk to your coach. We're not stealing him from you, but yeah. we're looking for intel. And teams will grant that. Yeah, That's okay. not – I mean, I don't think technically you're tampering or anything like that, but it's probably as much a courtesy call as anything yeah, else. Yeah. I know it's not a, a serious question, but I just – I thought, well, why wouldn't you if he worked with him, if you could? Elliot, are, yeah. there, are there any chance – is there any chance that uh, there are coaches that are still hired by other teams that might come available between now and, I don't know, draft day or after the draft? Uh, the one guy I think teams were wondering about was Barube and St. Louis. I, I did have – I did have one team specifically kind of quietly admit that – you know, they were waiting to see if there was any chance he became available. But if you heard, because you never know, like what if a negotiation goes sideways or something like that? And But if you listen to Doug Armstrong before the Western Conference final the other day, it doesn't sound like he's going to let that go sideways. So, you know, he would be the one guy that I could possibly think about. But other than that, um, you know, I... I don't know of any situations right now at this time where anybody is waiting in particular for somebody on one of these teams. Do you guys think Kirk Muller will ever be a head coach again, or is he an assistant coach for his career, Elliot? You know, I think he will get another shot somewhere. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I know that there were some people impressed where, with you know, Montreal really changed their offense last year, and I think he had a lot to do with it. They spent the summer really working on some plans before last season with how they were going to adapt and, and change the way they played. And um, I, I think they felt pretty good about how it went, even though they missed the playoffs. I, I mean, you almost need, it's like the old saying, a rising tide floats all boats, and you kind of need that big run or something like that. But I think somewhere he will get another opportunity, yes. We're joined on the line with Elliot Friedman. Um, you also were reporting on – we're talking coaching search and coaching candidates. Yep. You also reported on you know, Sheldon Keefe, probably the most known AHL coach in history, by the way, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, right now. But 
I don't think anyone could name any other assistant coaches, but you know, he's one that is very, very highly touted. What's his status? Uh, I like, well, put it this way. I, I think that if somebody wanted Sheldon Keith as their head coach, I don't think Toronto would stand in his way. But first of all, I, I think that Sheldon knows the GM, Kyle Dubas. I mean, obviously they're tight. They have a long history. They know each other really well. So he's in an organization where he trusts his general manager. That's number one. Number two, I think we all kind of read the tea leaves here in Toronto that there's this, you know, barring something strange happening, whenever Mike Babcock's time is over, Sheldon Keefe is going to be the head coach. So he knows that that path is available to him. That could only be one year, right, Ellie? I mean, in my yeah, opinion, I mean, like, who knows? like, what happens if they underachieve next year, too? They have a great regular season, then go out in the first round. I mean, is, is that the case where Babcock could be on the hot seat? Well, I think if you've watched what's been going on here, uh, guys, like, it's all the relationship between Babcock and Dubis is, you know, it, it's at, at the least, it's they're wary of each other right now. I mean, look. We had to have a we had a situation here where in the season-ending media conference, there was no vote of confidence, and only a few days later did they give it. So, it, you know, things are not this choppy waters already. So the answer to your question is yes, it could certainly happen. So, but what I think that means is is that if Sheldon Keith is going to leave Toronto, he's he's only leaving it for a dynamite situation. You know, like, everything is set up here for him to be the coach at some point, a coach of a team that's got some really good players and will have some of these really good players signed for a long time, and a team with a lot of money and likes to spend it. I mean, if you're leaving, you're leaving for a great situation. And um, so I don't think that he's going to be, A, leaving, and B, based on what I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, I don't think Buffalo's going in that direction anyway. Okay. All right. Well, that leaves us slim pickings here. I, I don't know who else to throw a dart at on the list. I mean, like, do we hear names like Bob Bugner coming up? Uh, what like? And I'm not just talking here in Buffalo. I'm just talking, mm -hmm. like, in general. Like, Todd Nelson has had a lot of conversation about, you know, head coaching jobs over the years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there are other guys. Kevin Deneen's name is on the list. I mean, are, yeah. are those the types of – of NHL experience that a general manager, you know, looks at as assistant coaching one of them. I mean, Ralph yep. Kruger, you know, NHL experience, but I mean, these guys as well. Well, you know, I think just what happened in your, in your case here, Andrew, is that like, like of all the coaching searches, first of all, it's like, there's always things we don't know in the media, right? Like there's, there's stuff that we find out and there's stuff that we don't find out. I, I would give credit to the Sabres in one way that, I found it really hard to get a handle on what they were doing. Um, you know, I, I, I heard about Keith. Um, you know, John Shannon was the one who heard about Todd Richards, although I, I don't think he ever got interviewed uh, at the end of the day. Um, you know, Jacques Martin's name got out there. But I, I found it really hard to figure out, you know, kind of who they were interviewing or who they were focused on. And... You know, I, I think that part of that is because assuming Kruger is the guy or very high on your list, I don't think a lot of us necessarily would have looked at that. And because he's overseas and Botterill was overseas for a chunk of this, they had an opportunity to meet where a lot of us didn't see it. 
Mm-hmm. So if, if they zero in on him, it's hard for us kind of to find out at, at this particular time. I don't, Bob Bugner, like Todd Nelson, if Dave Tippett doesn't end up being the coach in, in Edmonton, I think Todd Nelson will be, will be, will have a decent shot at that job. You know, Ken Holland knows him. The Edmonton fans like him. I mean, that, that hiring would not be unpopular in Alberta if it's not Tippett. Bob Bugner, you know, I had heard a rumor that Bugner was in your search, but, you know, don't forget he was in the mix uh, a few years ago, and Buffalo may not want to go down that road again. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that rumor was right. Um, I, you know, I think there's a lot of guys out there. There's not only Keith in the American Hockey League, there's Rocky Thompson who coaches Chicago. I know he's been on some NHL radars here and there. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that until, we, until it's over, we don't know. But I, I really think that there was a point that you guys – I know you guys looked at McClellan. He went to L.A. I know you guys looked at Tippett. I, I think he's going to end up in Edmonton. I think that's more likely. And, you know, at some point in time, and I'm sure we'll find out the full story of when this all comes to an end, you guys decided, look, started zeroing in on Kruger, and we'll see how that happened and where it goes. I was wondering if there's a Dave, another Dave Quinn out there that we don't know either, and, and, you know, maybe you brought that up with a guy like Rocky Thompson, but a, a guy who's been around the American League and, uh, you know, at, has hockey roots, and then, of course, he was uh, in the U.S. college ranks before doing, I think, a great well, job with Nate the Rangers. Lehman's name was bumped around. Riv brought that up that it had been tossed around a couple weeks ago. Who's that, sorry? Nate Lehman from Providence. I, I, know, like, I know he's interviewed in Ottawa. I don't know if he's interviewed with Buffalo. Oh. I, I don't know the answer to that at this point in time. What's I mean, it? obviously, you guys weren't on Jacques Martin, too, and he kind of fits the profile, but I, I'm hearing it won't be Martin in Buffalo. If anything, he's got a shot, more of a shot in Ottawa than he has with you guys. So what do you think happens with the I, the name, for some reason, is it, Riv will know it, Dan will know it, the guy in Ottawa there uh, who just got let go, the, um, Guy Boucher. Guy Boucher. What's the knock he on? Might up, he might end up overseas. A lot of information coming from yourself, and and I just I, I I look to myself and say, you know, when's the last time this guy coached? Mm-hmm. You know, when when's the last time he coached hockey? He, like he's been out of uh, of the game for for a little while, hasn't he? Yeah, last time he coached it. Well, he co- he coached the Oilers. He, he was let go in 2013, and he coached Team Europe at the uh, World Cup in 2016, and. I mean, I'm sure that they have asked about all of these things. Um, he was a very good international coach for Switzerland. 2006 Olympics, uh, I covered the game where they beat Canada 2-0. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, like, he's a he's – a, and the, the Swiss players, I remember talking to them at the time, like, you always knew your role. Um, you always knew – um, what you had to do, but the one thing that they said about him that I that I have known, and the Team Europe guy said this too, Craig, is he is a relentlessly positive guy, and he creates an environment where people believe in their ability to accomplish things. And you know, like like one of the things that's really changing, and you guys can talk about it from your days as players, when when you and Andrew played, you know. It was do this, do that, and don't dare challenge. This, this generation is all about why. Why do I have to do this? Why are we doing that? And 
I think your, your coach now, more than anything else, has to create an environment that, that, that this generation of players, and this is happening everywhere in life, not in just sports, why are we going to buy into your vision? Why, is this, why are we going to do this? Why are you? He's the kind of guy who can build that. He's very smart at that. He creates belief. He creates um, a feeling of team and why we're going to accomplish things together. Now, you're going to need – he's not a bad actor in those guys at all, but as you said, he hasn't done it in a while. So you're going to need people around you that can help him fix that problem. I know that in Edmonton, one of the things the organization felt was that his system um, did some things that you can do in international hockey, but you can't do them in the NHL in terms of the way you position things. As far as I'm concerned, that can all be fixed. I have a feeling that one of the reasons you guys are going after him is because of the way he builds um, – teams to believe in themselves. Look, it's been a hard few years in Buffalo. I can see why his ability to do that, Craig, would appeal to your organization. That's that's easy to do at camp for I think any coach comes in who's a new coach. Okay, boys, here's our plan. Here's why I think it's going to work. If we stick with it, trust me, um, we'll have success. I, I can't think for a, a second that Phil Housley didn't come into Buffalo and say those words. I have a plan. I come in uh, off of a good record being a defensive-minded coach with a good core in Nashville. I'm going to espouse my knowledge of the game and what we did there I'm going to bring in here. but some shirt. At some point that broke down within, obviously, uh, the group because we can see it with the lack of success on the ice. I don't know what the it was. It's not my business. But it, it obviously did because he's not here now. Um, yeah. You know, and I just think that I was going to ask you, what is it you think the Sabres need from, because you watched the entire league, and I think you, you mentioned it a little bit there, but boy, that, that's easy to do coming in on day one. I get it. Uh, it's to do it at game 50 when you had a seven game win streak, let's not say 10, and now you've lost yeah. five in a row, and now you've got your 21, 22, 23 year old kids who believed in you a month and a half ago, and all of a sudden are looking for that. That question came up again. Why do I believe in you now? So I, I guess the question would be, and this is Jason's job when he does the interviews, and that's why he's a GM, is to say, hey, Ralph, I get you can do that in the first two months of the season. Uh, if Jason Bottrell walked in the room as a head coach and said, I'm going to do it all, he could probably do it for the first two months. What about when things don't go your way? Look at what mm -hmm. Craig Berube did. Craig Berube, some will call it dinosaur, and I hate the term. I call it experience. He knew exactly what buttons to push with that yeah. kind mm -hmm. of team in St. Louis. So it, that's the big it here. Like, what are the buttons that need to be pushed with the Jack Eichels, the Sam Reinharts, the, the Darlene as a young guy? Not that he's an issue, but you're going to have to push buttons somewhere yeah. with young guys. And if Ralph's the guy, I mean, that's great. I, I, I just don't know what the it is. Well, you know what I think it is, Dan, like, and I can only, you know, you remember, Dan, like, when, when we worked in a situation years ago in the fan when there were really difficult times, right? Yeah. And, and part of the problem was, and I, I'm a big believer in this, you, you have to have, you, you have to feel, one of the reasons that it didn't work at times in the fan was because we didn't believe in some of our leadership. And it got... You know, and, and, when, and when that happens, you know, things kind of go sideways. Um, you know, Kruger, if you look at his history, he, he finds ways, and he did it with this, with the Southampton too. You know, he just finds ways to build successful 
organizations. Like Switzerland in hockey, they always did well under him, better than people sometimes expected. Um, you know, like I, I, the, from what I understand, the research I've done into this Premier League team that he did, you know, he did some things there that built a better organization than I think people overseas expected it could be. I don't know if I can give you a specific example of things, but I know his history is he builds things that maybe are underdogs and creates an environment where expectations get beaten. Well, to use a Craig Brube term, then it sounds like you're describing someone who's relentless in their focus of this is the environment I'm going to create, and you can try to knock me down all you want. 23-year-old, 24-year-old player who thinks you have the answers, I'm going to work with you, but I am still a con- I still run the ship. Yeah, I, he is like that. With, with a very, positive attitude, nice but he's still, yeah. he's still espousing the energy that, I, I get you're the players, this is my team, though. And yeah. we're going to do it in a good, positive way, but it's my team. Yes, well, I, think that, I think that, from what I know about him, that is the perfect way yeah. to describe it. Well, you had Jason Bottrell talk about uh, what he is looking for in a coach, and one was talking about the coach needs to have some structure. He needs to have the, be able to build something um, for these players to, to grasp. Yeah. And the other thing is he needs to command the room. Chest out. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you know, listen, I mean, there's all different ways of commanding the room. You can be that stern, hardcore uh, Tortorello type, or you can uh, be someone who's more of, a, as we call the player coach, softer. Um, I think you need something kind of in between here in, in Buffalo. We do have a young team. We do have a lot of players that are still growing and learning, but you need to have some sternness, um, but also to be able to relate to these guys and, and have them want to come to the rink and have fun. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and you know what? I think and the other thing that's, that's, that's kind of interesting about him, too, guys, is that, you know, sometimes you, you've got your player, and I'm, I'm not saying this to, to pick on Eichel or anything like that. I'm just talking about the situation. You've got your player, and you've got one guy making $10 million, You've got other guys making $6 million, You've got other guys making, you know, still a lot of money, and the coach doesn't make as much, and it, 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 it's a power imbalance, right? You know, uh, I remember when I was doing some research when he was coaching Team Europe in 2016 and whether or not he'd be back. And somebody who knows Ralph Kruger really well says, you know, I know you guys are talking about going to the NHL as a coach. And I go, yeah. And he goes, and he, goes he doesn't need that job. And he kind of winked. And I was like, okay, I, I get what you're talking about there. So, you know, I, I think that this is a guy, if he's going to do this, it's going to be because – he wants the challenge. That's a great point. I never really actually thought of that point. Very Not because he yep. needs and, yeah, I, I like that point. That's a good one. All right, there is Elliot Friedman with the Instigators earlier today. If you want to hear the rest of that interview, it's on demand at WGR550.com. We will roll along in the bills in our number two, and uh, we want your calls. So 803-0550 is the number. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. And Ralph, more than anyone else in my life, convinced me by the end of his time here that this was no act. This was a guy who literally sought to get the most out of every day he lived. I mean, he's, you know, on the World Economic Forum. I mean, he's a guy with other interests beyond hockey, but it does not compromise anything he does in the game of hockey. Jack 
Michaels, the play-by-play man for the Edmonton Oilers, talking a little bit about Ralph Kruger. We'll get to that in hour number two. That's an even more in-depth look at Kruger as a candidate than even what we just heard from Elliot Friedman. So that'll be in uh, about a half hour or so. 803-0550 is the phone number for your thoughts on Ralph Kruger at the at this point as uh, the leader in the clubhouse is the Sabres head coach, front runner to be their coach. Um, I like the idea. I've said for about a month now I like the idea with about three weeks in between where it didn't seem like it was ever going to happen, so why bother? And now we got Friedman saying that it's a realistic uh, possibility he ends up with the coach. So let me know what you think. 803 is the phone number. We'll reach them through some texts and tweets in just a second. Let's go to Tom and Tonawanda. Tom, you're on the nightcap. What's up? How you doing? This Good. This guy hasn't been involved in hockey for five years. Do you think he's qualified? Three years. The greatest league in the world? Three years ago, he coached the World Cup of Hockey, so he did coach three years ago. All right, and he coaches Switzerland. They haven't put one NHL player in the league. Do you think this guy is ready to coach against uh, the best coaches in the league, against uh, the best teams, Boston Bruins? So what would you have them do? What would you have them do? Would you bring in coaches that are out there right now that have proven that they're not capable of being NHL head coaches? What is a better idea than taking a shot in the dark with Ralph Kruger? It's not even really in the dark. Well, you're just taking on another Ron Ralston, another Phil Housley, guys with no experience in the uh, North American game. He's coaching. No experience. He's been coaching hockey for decades. This isn't Ricard Gronberg. I mean, he's been coaching hockey for decades. He's just happened to only have one NHL coaching job because he spent a lot of time as an, ex- an executive. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think he's totally qualified. He's intelligent. He's been around the game for his entire life. But because he spent four years trying something else in the English Premier League, suddenly now he's not qualified, suddenly he's not a hockey guy, his entire life has been about that sport. But because, like you just heard Jack Michaels say there, because he's got other interests, yeah, you know what? People will criticize the move if it happens. And I think those people are going to be dead wrong. He's not going to be a bad hire because he's a soccer guy. If he's a bad hire, he's a bad hire. But it's not because he spent four years in the English Premier League. I don't think that's the case at all. The guy's loads of experience, all the experience you need. He's 60 years old. It's not like he's just some fresh newbie 30-year-old who, you know, has only been, he's just getting a crack at hockey. He's just some wisecracking uh, mathematician guy who thinks he knows everything. It's not that at all. And I kind of like the sound of that anyway. I love the idea. I love the idea. There is not a, even if you want the experienced guy, there isn't a name out there other than Dave Tippett. And it sounds like they're trying for that. He just might go to Edmonton. So I don't know what else you want from them at this point. Do you want Jacques Martin? Because if that guy just called one Jacques Martin, then you're lost. 803 is the phone number. A little bit on the Bills when we come back, but also plenty on Ralph Kruger as a Sabres coaching candidate. It's the Nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.